2: Hi folks and welcome to, uh, to our um, Euro 2020 review, oh it was called review but this is technically a preview obviously because it's not started yet, but um, it will be called a Euro 2020 review. Today i joined by Jeeb Um how are you doing mate? Good. All good, good. Good, good, Um Derek Clark who's also a podcast regular and has been covering Bolton for a wee while now so that's kind of international mate isn't it? <laughs> In foreign lands, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm delighted to see that we're joined by Patrick Kaski who obviously came on the podcast, on a live podcast, to, to give us a wee insight into fashion sakala. So he's going to join us on this one and gives his thoughts on the, the Euros um, starting. Patrick, looking forward to the Euros, mate? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's
3: good to finally have uh, Scotland in a competition, but out with uh, sort of national interest, it seems quite finely balanced. Uh, there's a lot of good teams. Obviously, France will be betting favourites and most people's favourites, but beyond that, there's five or six teams who probably have a good claim to have a, a genuine chance uh, at least getting to the semi and perhaps winning.
2: Definitely. Um, I, think it's a, I think it's an exciting tournament due to kick off, what, 364 days after it was originally planned to due to the, the pandemic. So I think everybody's buzzing just to have live football again. And obviously, we... During the, the podcast, Jib, and Derek, when we've been on weekly, we kind of take the mickey a wee bit when it's international week and, and think, and oh, we don't really like it, you know, because there's no Rangers and stuff, but seeing the midst of a summer when we don't have any club football anyway, I think we all love that, <laughs> the fact that we've got a tournament Jib to look forward to, <laughs> mate, you know what I mean, some that to talk about.
4: No, um, I, I think even pre- previous tournaments, you've... I don't know some pre- I mean the last euros for me was it was quite poor it was on portugal one I just I, f- I felt it wasn't uh it just wasn't that great there wasn't there wasn't very many uh games that everyone would speak about and be like god that was a that was a phenomenal game I found myself like kind of missing quite a lot of it because of that um so hopefully we'll do a good one this time um and ho- hopefully we get some we get some proper good games and like you say it's something to watch during the summer and it when the rangers are on the plane
2: Definitely. Who's
4: your tip to win it, mate? Uh, I mean, you're gonna look at. To be honest, I don't know if I can see past France. They're just they've got a phenomenal squad. Um, th- some of the players are just ridiculous. I think I think they'll be strong favourites to win it. Um, but I've I've also got a wee eye on somebody like Belgium. I think Belgium could maybe be in and we a good shout. Um, if you're going to say, if you're going to call them an underdog, I mean, for for me, I would still kind of put them as one of the favourites with the squad that they've got. But they're, they're there's probably teams ab- above them uh, that you you'll get a, a better price for. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can see past France. But I don't know if that's too obvious. So,
2: Derek, are you managing to get to any games around like down there? Because I know there's a few, obviously at Wembley and stuff.
5: Uh, yeah, funny you mentioned that. I actually had uh, a whole load of tickets for last year and um, I was just recently on looking at the, the app and there's, there's tickets for the Portugal-France game still on sale in Budapest and I'm, I'm so tempted that uh, you've got no idea but the wife's telling me don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. I love these tournaments, I love going away to them. I've been a, a few of them now and um, they're cracking Even though Scotland don't get there, don't, don't care Don't I don't <laughs> care get there because it's all about the party and all that and mixed me we fans be all across the uh the planet um it's a great atmosphere and just gutted I, I, i'm not going to any game no i've not got any games down in wembley i didn't fancy going to hamden either um i had tickets actually for budapest i had bilbao as well in um bucharest and uh, rome i had the tickets for rome as well for the quarterfinal which uh oh. get Bosch. so it's just it's, it's a bit of a gutter so it looks mm. like i'll just be watching on the telly but it's uh, it's 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 cracking like like you say. It's summertime when there's not an international competition on. It's it, you're sort of twiddling your thumbs, aren't you? But um, when it's on, even though like like Jeep said, that one in in France wasn't um, the best. Being there though, you you don't really you're not really that bothered. You're just there for the atmosphere and that sort of stuff. So, mm. um, in terms of favourites, I think I agree with Jeep. I think France are, are right up there. England, I think, are up there based on the players they've got, and the fact a lot of the games, and the final semis and all that, they'll be playing all their games at Wembley, so I think that's a, a massive thing for The only thing that's going to stop England, I think, is Gareth Southgate and, and the teams that, that he picks. I know there's a lot of people down here that don't really uh, go along with his thinking and what have you, so I think that's the only thing that can sort of harm their chances.
2: I'm actually going to a game, believe it or not, and um, I, my dad had applied for tickets, like, Two year ago, whenever it was that it went that you were able to do this, and he paid and whatever. And we got two tickets for a, for the, the third group match at Hampden. And um, no thinking at that time that Scotland would ever be in the competition, obviously, because we don't usually get there. And now I'm going to see Croatia against Scotland. Um we, oh, well, I, but I kind of let people know that I'm a Rangers supporter in there because. <laughs> I'll probably get hunted out of hand, to be quite honest with you. Um, and also, if anything is near Borna Barisic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just
4: not,
5: let's be honest, you're just going to see him, aren't you? Know, see <laughs> so. Borna yep. and Nathan Patterson. <laughs>
2: uh, it
5: could be Parson up against Barisic on that that flank, innit? By the way, We'd interesting.
2: Something else, wouldn't it? Interesting, that. Um, especially two of them going forward, because for the bakers of space at either end for the other one to exploit. Um, if he plays
5: if he plays O'Donnell ahead of him, I'm out. Aye, I'm done. I'm done. He's killed me already.
4: (laughs) See the thing is, see the thing is, joking aside, I genuinely think he will. Uh, And that's what and that's that's why I'm just he's he's too much a dinosaur. I really think I really think he will play O'Donnell before Patterson.
2: What I thought would is have a wee quick kind of look at the groups. Obviously, before we start, um, Group A, you've got Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and and Wales. So British nation and that, which suggests usually in these competitions, I would always say, especially if Scotland's not there. I would always say like the British sides, I would look at and think, right, I want you to do well. Obviously, right now the Welsh obviously done no too bad a few years ago. Um, they got to the semis they were probably the, the, the kind of good the feel good story of the tournament really when you think about it um, they were up against it here I watched a wee bit of them the other night It's hard when they went down to 10 men Mind you, don't get me wrong do you not mean against the world champions but Italy, Switzerland, Turkey are the mugs you just hope that the Welsh can maybe be competitive in that group but your thoughts ahead of that in that group G, I, th- I think that would be quite an interesting group to watch
4: Aye, um, I think I don't think Wales are as strong now as what they were. I think back in 2016, I think that's when Gareth Bale was like right at the top of his game and stuff like that. Um, I don't think we've seen uh, the best of Gareth Bale this this season. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I could totally trip myself up here, but I'm not 100 percent sure on all the squads. So if I mention a player that's not been selected for a squad, please interrupt me and say, "By the way, not no, either." Patrick aye, Mate just, and Derek Mike, they're like, they're like, like hey, professionals, wait. but no, me, you. <laughs> aye, I, think, I think he'll finish top goal scorer. Good luck with that. He didn't get picked. I don't, I mean, I, I think that was, if I, if I remember correctly, was that the, when Wales uh, done well, that would be five, Christ five years ago now, um, was that when they put Belgium out, didn't they? They, I, I believe I believe they beat belt See, that was that was good. That would I enjoyed that that night. See, there was some good games. I, I believe and I believe it was Portugal that put Wales as well. And I was qu- I was quite gutted for them. Um, one of my one of my real, my good mates is Welsh and obviously I'm I'm close with him and family and all that. So I was I was hoping for the best uh, for them. And uh, I I was quite gutted that they, that they could put it in the semi finals. Um, that will be that will be uh, that will be a tough ask for them. This time, this time around but one thing that I have seen that Wales have they have have this like proper grit and determination and and even though they don't always have the best team um, they seem to be right up for their games and they can sometimes get a, a really good result out i.e. beating Belgium that time but they had no right to beat Belgium that night but they thoroughly deserved it and, and they played really really well so if they can get a wee bit of fight and passion about them then who knows what they can achieve
2: Patrick Denton, the Welsh can get that group.
3: Mm, no, I mean, I need to admit I'm coming from a, a biased perspective. Turkey are my second team international. I have a lot of Turkish friends and I, I love the country. So um, they obviously, I think Italy um, are clear favourites. Mancini had an 11-game win streak uh, in 2019 for Italy. They've just got a good team. They perhaps lack the stars that they used to have, but I mean, they've been mobile up top a great midfield good defense and then donnarumma and goals and in turkey a solid team i mean um for the qualifying for the euros they beat france only considered three goals in 10 and then just recently they beat netherlands um beat norway in the world cup qualifying so i think i mean it's probably one of the most um level groups in terms of those four good teams four teams who on the day can turn up and win but i would most definitely back italy first turkey second but um, i wouldn't be surprised if it's a a mix if that second spot is taken by Switzerland or Wales, or if perhaps if we see the team who comes third in that group as one of the four best third team places, because uh, the four of the eight groups, the four best third place teams get to qualify as well, so I wouldn't be surprised to see perhaps Wales sneak in, in third.
2: See, that's quite interesting that, by the way, that was kind of mm-hmm. like in-depth there in Turkey as well, I would never have known that I mean, really? that's why I, I just front this here, by the yeah. way, the knowledge is the orgies! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here not even
4: knowing the squads like, wow. they've only conceded three goals and I'm like Christ like, that's, a, that's a good point you a good side Wils, that Wales are fucked aren't they man
2: <laughs> <laughs> Derek do you? you think the Welsh can sneak it I, I don't know I think the Welsh are good at having this kind of you know siege mentality like they did the last time yeah. You know where people say you've got no chance and then all of a sudden they pull together I've, I've got the squad here in front of
5: me. Um, they've got some decent players. We touched on Gareth Bale, of course. Kiefer Moore, uh, he's at Cardiff now, but I watched him at Wigan the season before last. Uh, last Big target man, good player, good at his feet. Um, Tyler Roberts is decent at Leeds United. Daniel James, of course, at, at Man United. So uh, going forward, they've got some right, decent players. It's uh, Just at the back, you're thinking it might be a bit vulnerable um you just don't know it plus they played in baku and i mean in azerbaijan um now you'd expect the players to be able to go over there and and, and do okay but it's, it's it's halfway around the planet what i mean you just don't don't know if um they'll be able to adjust with regards to that switzerland are a, a decent side shakiri is a play we all know about of course i, I love that big guy i think he's absolutely Hi. sensational he comes alive in these tournaments as well and i mean he's just uh, he's dynamite um, so he'll he'll be he'll cause Wales problems, but I can, they can. I mean, nobody would have expected them to get and do so well and get to the semis in, in 2016. Um, and, of course, they've got Robert Page in charge of them now, no Ryan Giggs. Um, so they'll have, they'll have team spirit, a bit like Scotland, I think. They'll have low, that in abundance, but it's whether they can, they've got enough quality. The fact that three teams go through is... is could 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 see them uh, sneak in through the back door. I, have, I don't know why they do that. By the way, They're three teams going through it's just it's a bit of a joke. Isn't it? It's just <laughs> it, it's it's hard that they no qualifying really. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't qualify, you're what 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 are you playing it? Um, but uh, I mean, I think it's between Italy should go progresses as, as group winners. You'd say, and then it's just a, a fight for the uh, the next place or the next two places between the other three teams.
2: Moving on to uh, Group B is where I take a keen interest, not only because there's a the Rangers player involved in Group B, but because I've got them in the work sweep, right? So I am going to be part Finnish in this tournament um, and I'll be part of the Glen Camara Loyal and I'll be posting that or our other place that, that Glen Camara is going to win me a bit of cash at work and lead Finland to, to success and glory. <laughs> I've got all faith <laughs> and Glenn uh, But obviously this group contains Belgium Who, as, as Jeeb had mentioned Have to be up there as one of the favourites You know, certainly Top two, three, maybe um, In terms of who you would expect to win it With a squad Denmark, Finland, Russia Are the other three teams that make up Group B Now Even Danish, you know, you look at the Danish Obviously in their heroics In, what, was it, ninety two you know, the heroics then uh, and winning the thing. I like to see an underdog, and it's why I was pushing the Wales thing there as as well. I like to see an underdog, and I like to think that there's somebody out there that can shock us. Is there anybody in that group, Patrick, that you think can shock us in terms of going far in the tournament and play safe inland?
3: I mean, as much as I'd love to see Glenn Kamara um, hoist the trophy over his shoulders. No, I think it'll be Belgium Denmark. Russia... Um, even though they did really well at the World Cup past, um, their best players are aging. Um, their best, their, their man, their striker, Artem Zuba, is 33. Um, he moves really poorly now. And Denmark um, are some maybe broken into the top 10 world rankings after their uh, World Cup qualifying in March. And it goes without saying, Belgium are a guarantee to go through. If they don't, you'd expect Roberto Martinez to be sacked, uh, Sean Maloney out, and all that. But no, I, I don't think there'll be much surprise in this, but I hope
2: that Finland um, can progress. Sean Maloney um, is, is probably already on a, um inflatable kangaroo heading to Park at the minute, um, so he's probably no worried about that anyway. Um, <laughs> but then you, you look at that Belgian squad, <laughs> you've got Kevin De Bruyne in there, you've got, I mean, Eden Hazard's been injured for a bit of this season as well, so you'd imagine he'd be fresh you know, going into these... Um, Tournaments, you've got so you've got Telemans, you've got um, Mertens, Batchway, Lakaku. You know, it's. Wow. They've got to go far, You mentioned them possibly winning it.
4: They've got to go far. You'd expect. I mean, I remember. <laughs> it's, it's actually quite funny, right? But I set one of my pals up a few years ago. It was brilliant. Um, I can't remember what tournament it was. I think it was Euro. Um, it might have been Euro two thousand and twelve, might have been two thousand eight. I can't remember, but I'd say to him what we'd what, what said. I was like, I think Belgium, my Belgium, I can shout right. And my mate, be my mate, he kind of then just turned that on, and he was in a group discussion with a bunch of boys. And he thinks, I think Belgium's a good shout, and they were like, Mate, Belgium never qualified. <laughs> I got, uh, I got, I got go my peach. But I've been saying, I've been saying for years because they've kind of, I mean, even like ten, ten, twelve year ago, Belgium, they didn't really. They've not really done much, but they've always had. I mean, Eden Hazard and all that kind of came into the run about when he signed for Chelsea, and people maybe De Bruyne was still in Germany or at Chelsea at the time or something. They just had a couple of players, and I always thought, you know, they're a team that they could win something, like in the in the near future. They've got some cracking, cracking players, and I mean, I think for ages as well, this this might be one of the last chances in terms in terms of players like Hazard, etc., because. I mean, Hazard, he must be pushing 30 now. He must be about Mm -hmm. 29-ish. So, um, aye, but again, it all depends if he stays fit, doesn't it? But I think, for me, De Bruyne is arguably the best player in the world in his position. Um, He's he's
2: 30, mate, Hazard.
4: So, So, do you know, so, I mean, is is he really going to have another proper chance, you know? I don't know, but uh, I I fancy I fancy that they'll do really really well.
2: There is only so long you can have that tag as being potential and having potential, and oh, they might do it, yeah. they might do it. That it becomes a time when you want to be, ex- you know, accepted into that elite group as being proper winners. That you actually need to go and win a tournament. And Belgium, I think, are facing that this year.
5: Yeah, I agree with you. I had known podcast to do. Uh, I had uh, spoke to him, Freddie Vanderhoorn and played for Dundee United, a Dutchman he played in Belgium, they say says that feeling that this is their last chance. It's like their golden generation, and they're all getting on in age, so this is their last real chance to win a, a major tournament. And I'm just having a look at the squad here. It's a cracking squad, and then there's in there. <laughs> they might be in trouble, but um, uh, they've got some good players in there. Um, they really should be made for four, uh, at, at the very least. Um, but looking at the group elsewhere, we talked about Finland and, and Denmark and Russia. To be honest, I don't know too much about uh, Russia. Finland, of course, we've got an interest because of Glenn Kamara's been there. Uh, and I'm really intrigued to see how he does, I think, for, for a Rangers point of view, if he has a very good Euros, then that could lead to mega money coming in uh, for him. I think mm-hmm. I think, we sort of resigned to the fact he may be one of the players that may be moving on uh, come next season. Um, I think it wouldn't do Rangers any harm if he has a, a great tournament, but um, I like think Belgium, like like Group E, at least should progress. Belgium should progress, and it's just a fight amongst the other three for the, the next spot.
2: See, really, again, no, getting the Rangers said it too much, but really, Rangers should have got him to sign a new contract before he went to the Euros. If he was signing a new contract, you know, because yeah. the power's starting to transfer any him and his agent now, rather than the need suspect to them, but. You know, as a club, you don't want to see him winding that contract like Arsenal Day every single time with a player that's of any sort of decence. You know what I mean? And then he goes for a fraction of what he's actually worth. Um, so I, I hope Rangers, you've got to trust it, but I hope Rangers get that sorted and manage to get Glenn Kamara tied down or the day that they sell him.
4: I'd be more concerned if he was out of contract next summer, but looking. Um, he's out of contract in 2023. We've still got a couple of years, years. left. Um, so it kind that, that gives us a wee bit of... Uh, a wee bit of breathing space on that, but uh you would obviously the longer the contract the better win it, so you'd you would hope that, that could you could have even got a year's extension on that. But I <laughs> will see. If he has a if he has a good Euros it'll definitely bump his uh, price tag up. Definitely.
2: Group C sees the the Dutch um come into the equation. Now, obviously, Holland against Scotland there the other night. Um two each. Memphis Depay seems to just I'll score when I want to score um and when we need to score um and he done that albeit the free kick was horrendously bad. If that's a decision that's you know, if that's the way we're going in the Euros, geez oh man, Scotland better watch because that's your way, you know, even even England and Wales, it's the British way, you know, you're you're touch tight and you're I just I didn't like that. Um seeing that a free kick give for that bit. A great finish by pie. Your thoughts maybe on Gordon when we get to Scotland? Could he you know, is there just too much what in the ball? I don't know. Um but Austria, eh, North Macedonia, and Ukraine make up that group. You would expect Holland to progress in name as well. Remember, as as being a huge nation, you would expect um, Holland to, to progress. And then after that, obviously Ukraine have been, you know, Ukraine have been decent in tournaments gone by. Whether they've got enough in this tournament, I don't know really much about them. And obviously Austria and North Macedonia, Patrick. What did you make? Obviously, you're Scotland top odds. What did you make? Is, is Holland the other night there against against us. Uh, it was encouraging. I mean, it was on the
3: backdrop of all the COVID drama, so it was uh, a sort of a limited team. But I mean, um, any I mean any draw or win against a, a good nation like Holland who put out a decent squad is good, encouraging, and it's at the perfect time uh, to build the sort of um, atmosphere and hype around the team moving in because what well, it's less than just over a week until Scotland's first game. But um, in terms of this group, I mean, we saw Austria in the World Cup qualifying. Um, they're a good team. Uh, they've obviously got David Alab at the back, and then Sasha Kaladzic is their uh, big six foot six striker. Uh, but I like Ukraine to go through. Um, If anyone's playing fancy football, they have a a, a guy called Viktor Tsigankov who plays for Dynamo Kiev. He's listed as a midfielder in most of the fancy footballs, but he's a winger. And I think he's got eight goals and 25 appearances for the national team. And he's just come off a good season for Dynamo Kiev as well. So he might be a sleeper pick for a fancy football. But then North Macedonia is probably, um, this is their, is the perhaps Cinderella uh, story. This is their first Euros and they got in beating Georgia and with the 90th minute, like Goran Pandev goal. So it'll be, it'll, it's nice to see uh, such a small country they, uh, at their debut competition. And you'd hope perhaps they could pick up a point. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I think it'll be Holland. And then I I would pick Ukraine to just go ahead of Austria, but I think it'll be, it'll be close. Like a lot of the groups, the sort of construction is, there's a clear favorite and then two battling for second. Yeah. Goran Pandey, I've seen him about fifty. No. Yeah, I think he's, and I think he's retiring after this tournament. I think he's announced. I just
2: remember him, remember, years ago playing <laughs> Scotland, man, from Macedonia. Um be about fifty, man. Derek, what did, you, did you see any of the the, the Holland Scotland game the other night? There, where did you make it? Because obviously we we'd quite. Obviously, your team was was kind of. Dismantled, a wee be back, you know, with the COVID such. It seems to be whenever Celtic's involved heavily somewhere, COVID follows, and um, so <laughs> it's <was> quite, <laughs> it's quite weird um, that you know your Nathan Patersons etc. left behind. So, uh, What did you make of it, mate?
5: I, I see, I've seen the goals. I didn't really watch the game. I seen the goals. I liked uh, Nesbitt's goal. Um, I like, I like him a lot. Actually, I think he can, no. he can uh, be a real asset in, in the summer. Um, it was it's, it's a, it's a morale boost, it doesn't mean anything, of course, uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, I know a few Dutch uh, uh, football uh, fans were saying it's an embarrassment drawing me, drawing me Scotland. I've seen a, a few comments about that, but um, they, they're not too impressed with their squad. I think um, again, it's, they're in a bit of a transition at the moment. I, I know Frank de Boer, I've um, got much love for him as, as a player. I'm, I'm not too sure as a as a coach if he's the right guy for. Uh, for holland uh, going forward Um looking elsewhere i know he touched on ukraine shevchenko's in charge of him um which is an interesting one that'd be interesting to see and um, i think you he won't get a more passionate guy than him with, with his country so i fancy ukraine to be maybe the dark courses of, of this competition like you say north macedonia just there no so much make up the numbers but they'll just be there to, very much like albania five years ago uh, I remember they were there just to have a party, they were just thinking they kind of believed it was part of a competition like this. Um, so yeah, I think it, in terms of the group, you're looking at the likes of uh, Holland, Ukraine, and, and Austria fighting out for those uh, top three positions. In terms of Austria, again, they're another the side that are, uh, they don't really have many star names, you know what I mean? But they're, they're a good unit; they work well together. Um, Arnautovic, I know he gets a bit of a bad press when he was in when he was at West Ham and all that, being a, a bit of a mercenary, but. I'm, I'm a big fan of his and again he always turns up in the big games so uh, he could be a big player for, for Austria in this group I think it's uh, yeah it's, uh, it could be quite an exciting group this one uh, I don't think there's any gimme uh, any, any uh, team that, that stands out you're thinking that will go and walk it so um, anything could happen there
2: Jib, what's your thoughts on North Mass I am not kidding mate <laughs> <laughs> Austria, Austria, watching Austria the other night, mate, against England as well. I caught wee bits of that as well. Austria really were good value for a point. Eh, well, a point a draw, and um, even winning it. two chances at the end, two headers that phew, you would expect. You know, your striker to score. Um, so I, 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 thought Austria looked not too bad. They're quite a stuffy side. I think they'll give Holland problems. To flip with it, with Patrick and Derek were saying. Do we think Holland could have their? What they've had at tournaments before, and remember, they've not qualified for the last two tournaments but
4: it's just mm. they just bomb it. I I don't know. I mean this they, uh, they certainly don't have as strong a team in my opinion as what they did say uh, when they made the World Cup final in 2010. I feel like that was that was probably their big chance for it. Um I don't know. I I mean I'm I've never been a massive fan of the the boy the pipe. But that's that's more the most of the football I watch, other than Rangers, is English football. And I think it's because he did he didn't really hit, hit his best his best form when he was at Man United. Um plus I think he's got a bit of an attitude issue, doesn't he? But um I don't I really don't know. Um I'm guessing Van Dijk still isn't fit and available for it. So fat. he'll he'll be a big he'll be a big loss for them. Do you know what I mean? Van Dyke's a, 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 a cracking player. Um but I don't know. I don't. I I expect. I expect. They'll, I expect they'll qualify their group. Um. If they. If I don't know. I don't know how the groups work. If they already know first place in group A, play second place in group B type right. thing. But if they end up coming up against someone like France or or that, I, I would. I would. I would tip. I would tip that the stronger teams there that will, that'll put them out when they get through their group.
2: I mean, they were saying the other night they other for the crisis with their, their goalkeeping situation, and they weren't even sure that. whether Tim Crow would play. Or it would be Secklenburg. What (laughs) age is he (laughs) now? Well, t- Tim Crowe's thirty three. Um, is he the only thirty three? Stecklenburg's thirty eight. So you know, and it looks like Tim Crowe get the nod, given he, he obviously he started the warm up match there. The yeah.
4: If there's anything that Rangers fans know this year is that when it comes to goalkeepers' age is just a number. Am I age right, is <laughs> age, age is just a number. Mate. You're right.
2: Um, but but what you're saying about Depay though, I mean Depay's hoping to get his move to Barcelona, depending on what's happening with Cumin and. You know all that stuff's still going on in the background, so I think his he might be mushed to be quite honest. Um, I, if,
4: I mean, for me, and when Aldum's
2: the same, he's obviously waiting on his his move as well. On this, I summer feel slot.
4: for me, for me now as well. I feel signing for Barcelona now isn't as big a compliment as it was say ten years ago as well. So yeah. I just I feel um, I feel f- since two thousand and fifteen, Barcelona's uh, signings have been mostly poor. I would say. Uh, consider I think maybe Luis Suarez is probably their last really really good signing
2: and they um, let him go to Atletico because he said he was past it and I mean?
4: was a, news, so. a champion with him so I feel Barcelona's transfer policy in the last 5-6 years hasn't been good at all so but I mean if I'm proven wrong I'm proven wrong I've got to be honest I've not watched much of him for years do you know I, I need to be perfectly honest
2: Group D I think is up there with Group F in terms of excitement Probably for different reasons, different ends of the scale, but Group D obviously involves Scotland um, and it obviously involves England as well, which is of course intriguing and whether it's a a, a friendly or a major finals, it's obviously intriguing. Um, Making up the rest of the group is Croatia and the Czech Republic. In the Czech Republic we don't need to think back too far um, in terms of Scotland. And yeah. um, to see what they can do, so and then obviously Croatia is Croatia at the end of the day. They made the World Cup final, <laughs> you know, they're still a good side, maybe slightly aging uh, in terms of some players within their squad, but they are still a great side. Um, Patrick, obviously, you've got Scotland top on realistically. What's your hopes for this year? Is it heart rule ahead, head, head rule the heart? What happens here? Well, I think probably the most realistic, optimistic, realistic position is Rangers to,
3: uh, not Rangers Scotland to pick up four points. We'd win it, mate. Rangers would win it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe uh, Scotland, to maybe to pick up four points, a win against Czech Republic, draw versus Croatia, and sneak in as one of the uh, best placed third finish. Because though Croatia may not like Modric's legs are getting older, but they still have players in their prime. Brozovic is still good. Vlasic is good. Mandzukic is old, but he's. Decent Crammerich. so they've still got they've still got players which um, should allow them to at least navigate to the quarterfinals. In England, I mean, all the pressure will be on them, and it wouldn't be un- unlike them to, and especially in the last couple of years, to perhaps choke on the big stage. But I, I, they'll easily um, go through. But no, I hope. I obviously, I hope Solon come first, but I think we should hopefully get four points but we could also just bomb it finish on zero and lose all the games but hopefully not and i also think the whole, um home advantage will help because some of the games are at hampden which is a luxury uh croatia and czech Republic aren't afforded so um it'll be limited but perhaps even with only x amount of fans it'll play a big part
2: Derek really the huge huge game in this group really comes down to the first game for scotland because you've got the Czech Republic at Hamden, that's something that I would say every Scottish person, whether really you're passionate about the national team or not, I think this is possibly the, the game where you would say, right, Scotland could win that, Scotland should win that. We've seen the Czech Republic, I feel as though, watching the Czech Republic game as I did, I feel as though we showed them far too much respect. We sat off them, we were too cautious. If we get in their faces, if we push forward, if we dictate the play, I think Scotland can win the, that game and then it sets yourself up going to Wembley Um, because you would presume that England would beat Croatia, but as Patrick says that is not a given, right, because England could choke, but you presume you've got to presume that England would beat Croatia and that sets it up there that basically the winner goes through (laughs) right, in a one-off game so, you know, that first game is huge for Scotland, that can make a great tournament
5: Yeah, I agree And having a look at the the, the Czech squad there's there's no superstars in it, pretty much much like Scotland, They're, they're very much a much of a muchness. uh, They've got uh, Matty Vidra in there, of course, linked with Rangers a a season or two ago. Um, But I think that there's nobody there that that Scotland should be wary of. The fact is that Hamden we touched on is uh, a bonus. I know there's only 12,000 in, but it'll it'll feel like a lot more um, with the majority being being Scotland fans as well. So um, I don't think there's anything to worry about. You just hope they don't get stage fright, Scotland. I don't think they will either. I think that there's, there's... I quite like the squad that that Steve Clark's picked. I don't think there's any player there you're thinking. I know there's a lot of talk of Ryan Gold and getting him in. Part part for that, though, I think it's a a, a decent squad. It's just up to him now to pick the the right players. But I agree. That's the trouble, mate. I think that's the trouble, (laughs)
2: is him picking the right
5: team. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's it's just... uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty much a free hit for Scotland in terms of the tournament. They've not been there for so long. Go out and enjoy it, but um, have a go at these teams. I mean, we touched on their Croatia. They are an ageing side. Um, They're not not the side that they reached the World Cup finals um, a short while ago. And their record against Croatia is pretty decent as well, Scotland, as far as I'm aware. So I don't think, again, there's anything to fear there. They have got star players, but they they are an ageing side. Uh, England's a big one as well down at Wembley, anything for that game is a bonus. I think. Um, I think they've, they've got enough about them Scotland to, to 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 get a draw. I think it's going to be a, a, a batch to the Wall affair. I think it has to be like that when you go down there because the real talent that England have got is is, is frightening. So um, definitely the Czech Republic game is pretty much a, a winner takes all. If you can take something for the Croatia game, you can be qualifying for, for that group and then um, yeah, happy days.
2: Chip. I think, as I, as I said there, I think the problem is Steve Clark picking the right squad, um, uh, picking the right team for the squad. I've I've all I've been quite critical of him. Um, everybody hails him a hero, obviously, and I don't just mean because of the Rangers thing here, right? But I've been quite critical of him um, because people say, "Oh, he's led us to the tournament." Aye, okay, he was the man in charge when he did it. However, it was Alex McLeish's um, thingies that got us there. Right, no. um, and it got us to those, those playoffs. Um, since since then, Steve Clark, I, I don't think he's really inspired me to sit and go. Oh, I'm desperate to watch Scotland. Right, I think it's quite boring to watch Scotland when he could throw the shackles off them. Where you have lights at Turnbull, you know, uh, Billy Gilmore, you know, you, you get Christie. Obviously, not been great for him this season, Christie. But he's got oh, it in right. his locker. You know, Callum McGregor, another one, John Fleck, John McGinn, obviously, <clears> um, Che <throat> Adams up front. Kevin Nisbet, but as Derek says, he does have talent there. He just has mm-hmm. to use it and pick the, the correct team. hmm
4: I I mean if I but well, I don't like him, right? I really I really, really don't like the guy. I'm not gonna fucking I'm not gonna walk on eggshells, right? I just I, I really don't like him. Um I I just think he's too much a dinosaur. I mean for me I would I I think he's gonna go with players who have a bit more experience. Um which I think isn't always uh, the right thing to do. Um, I, I really, I like Derek said. I like Nisbet. I think Nisbet is a, a cracking player. Um, he's the type of player that I'll I'll be quite disappointed if 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 he went and signed for Celtic. I would be like, they're getting a bit. They're getting a good striker. But um, that I would take him to Rangers and a heartbeat, even for a few million. Um, I think just like we were saying in, at the start um, I, we just kind of touched on it I didn't want to get into it too, into it too much because I knew that we would speak about it now but um, if he plays O'Donnell at a right back before Patterson and as much as you can say Patterson's only 19 like, year old, he's not as experienced Patterson's done it in Europe for Rangers he played, he played phenomenal away, uh, away against uh, Slavia Prague and then um, He looked so comfortable that that game against a quality opposition side. I mean, he's shown that he can do it. And quite honestly, if you're going to choose a Motherwell right back who whose contract ran out at Kilmarnock and that was an opportunity for any one of the old firm to go and sign him on a free. And both of them chose not to, especially, and, and I don't mean this, I'm not having a dig, but especially Celtic, whose right back position was a lot weaker than ours, kind of shows you um, the calibre of player he is. And I don't mean that in any disrespect. He's 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 done well in Scotland for a Kilmarnock-Mullabell type team. But it's different doing it for the old firm. And I just think if he plays O'Donnell before Patterson, just it it will be criminal. And I've got to be honest, even even the other night, I didn't watch the game. I've seen the goals with Holland. But for me, Billy, Billy Gilmore's went and done it. Billy Gilmore's played at the Etihad. He's played at Stamford Bridge. And he's, done, and he's played really well in these games. Give the boy a chance. Don't just throw Callum McGregor in, who's because he's played more games and because he's done... Relatively well at Celtic, albeit he done terrible this this season, except at Ibrox. Um But God, I can't it's help myself. I can't, it's I, can't, I, can't, I can't. I just can't <laughs> help myself. Right? But but I mean, see see what I've noticed. I watched I watched Celtic in Europe this year because it was a good laugh, right? And one <laughs> thing I noticed about one thing I noticed about Callum McGregor is as a midfielder, he's really really put it defending. One of the goals that Slavia Prasko at Parkhead. And I think it was the second goal or something. He just dives in, and uh, I've always been a fan of him. I've always thought he's probably, he's one of the main differences between Rangers and Celtic. Just that type of midfielder that can pop up and score really important goals. So in that case, I would maybe try and play him a wee bit further further forward. Get Billy, get Billy Gilmore, in, in the centre defensive have, have him dictating the play and stuff like that. If he starts choosing these players because they've maybe played more over the season or that, we'll just, we'll get cuffed. We really will we'll just we'll get absolutely but i'm not going to sit here i mean people people who are watching this who know me on a personal level right i'm not going to start acting or fake and false because i'm on a podcast i don't i don't follow the national team um i don't hope they lose but i just don't really care uh, for what for what happened all the years ago and it's uh, hopefully as time goes on i'll kind of i'll drop it a wee bit but when when you hear the the Tartan Army booing Rangers players when they're getting brought on off the bench, I, I don't forget stuff like that.
2: So I think I think majority of Rangers fans are probably in that boat, mate. Myself included, is that I don't take it to heart when Scotland get beat. Like Rangers, you know, when Rangers get beat, I'm like, "Where so he for fucking days?" But when when Scotland get beat, I, I, I don't know. I've just not got that. Over ending, it very right? quickly. However, mm-hmm. however, coming into this tournament, we've got John McLaughlin involved. from your point of view, and we've got. Obviously um, Nathan Patterson involved And they two boys I wish all the best And I do wish the Scotland team All the best And I hope that they day progress For the group And I hope that they do well For our boys alone um, And also for, for I suppose for If there is any Rangers fans Out there that like To watch Scotland Like since Patrick's got Scotland up on the news So I hope that the I hope that Scotland Do well for that um, That's just that. Patrick question though Who would you go with In goals right Because this is a huge um, Conundrum I think right and he goes with David Marshall, right? And David Marshall is a decent goalkeeper. However, if we're picking players on for him, David Marshall for derby wasn't it the David Marshall that played last year, right? So d- does David Marshall start because of his reputation and saving the penalties, or does Craig Gordon come in here, or does John McLaughlin come in here?
3: Um, I mean, if I was picking, I'd obviously pick McLaughlin. That might be because of blue tinted specs, but I don't think he put a foot wrong. What was it, 14 appearances and 12 clean sheets? I mean, I th- it's what is worth debating. Marshall will probably play all three matches. His reputation precedes him. I think he's living on the sort of legend and aura of the penalty save, which obviously was good, and he's had some really good performances. I can't tell you have much much of derby besides their last game of the season which he conceded uh, quite or he didn't even play in fact but no i think marshall start whether rightly or wrongly he's in steve clarke's good books and I, I don't think anyone can really tell you that you're wrong to pick him i mean he kind of it was seen as one of the catalysts for uh, qualification. And even though I would pick McLaughlin, I don't think we can be mad with Marshall. And I, I don't get why Craig Gordon's at the tournament. He's a decent keeper, but I'd rather have Liam Kelly, who's slightly younger and might pick up the reins. Or even Robbie McCrory, who's
2: not had Xander a great Clark. Yeah. Xander Clark. Yeah. Xander Clark, who's been terrific for <laughs> St Johnston and won two North trophies. North How North. he's not there, beats me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That beats me. That, if we're going by players in forum, and that's my problem with Steve Clark. It's picked on reputation It's no picked on play- Craig Gordon was a great goalkeeper for Scotland In the past So Craig Gordon's back in that squad That's no right Do you know what I mean Should be your guys like As as Patrick says there Liam Kelly who's done well for For um, Motherwell When he's came up here this season You've got Xander Clark, Robbie McCrory was had uh, done well at Livingston um, I just I don't know, and I agree with Jeep as well. I think you, you've only got three games here, and in a sense, you've only really got one game because the Czech Republic. If you lose that, you're, you're onto plums. You need to then beat England at Wembley and beat Croatia at Ham. to have any chance. And let's face it, that's not going to happen. They might take a point off a feel-good factor for beating the Czech Republic, but that's it. Right, that's as much as, as they can hope. I think we go with the guys in form, we go with the young guys, we go with the guys who are fearless. Billy Gilmore is fearless. To go into that Chelsea dressing room, to go on that training pitch, to go into their, their 11, as he has done at times, and play the way he does, shows you the boy's confidence in himself. We need that bit of swagger uh, as a nation. Do you know what I mean? We don't have that. We don't have these wee guys breaking through because we used to go for the big brutes that could just kick the ball 100 yards up the park, do you know what I mean? And just get go back in and defend it. This boy's technically gifted and I think that's yeah. where... We struggle, Derek. Would you just would you not know, just chuck Billy in? I, I would, but it, it reminds me. Uh,
5: watching Scotland in the nineties, when Tosh McKinley used to get the nod over David Robertson and Jim Layton over Andy Gorham. I mean, it's nothing new, but I can ex- I can fully expect uh, Steve Clark to go where he's tried and and, and tested players. In terms of David Marshall. Watched him at Wigan season before last, and he was he was absolutely sensational. I was abs- I was shocked he never get a move to Celtic when he get released by Wigan. I had no idea why they splashed out five million pounds in that podcast It's just it defies belief, and it never brought Marshall oh. back up. And <laughs> the lulls. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, with Craig Dawson, a tremendous goalkeeper. About twelve years ago, he's finished. He he, he is not the future. You know and I mean? There's absolutely zero point taking him in that squad. Which is good. I liked why um, I know Steve Clark could add three more bodies, and he brought the likes of Turnbull and Patterson and Gilmore into the squad because that's that's the future. At the end of the day, we need to be looking forward as, as opposed to these stopgap sort of players. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, who he, who he selects uh, Blue Twenty Specs on, I would just put McLaughlin in there just for the fact he's coming off that that season that he had with Rangers, but whenever he was called upon, he looked uh, he looked so. Content in that that back four. I think his clean sheet record is, is just, just something, uh, something crazy, isn't it? It's just uh, bizarre. So um, I, I would I would select him just based on form, but I don't think he will get the nods. Um, up front would be interesting as well. Uh, whether he goes with I know he likes Lyndon Dykes, doesn't he? But uh, if, he, if if he maybe selects Chi Adam, it's an interesting one. Kevin is, but as I mentioned, I liked him. He looked fresh the other night there against Holland. I would go with the youth and, and, and like you said, uh so the fearless you know and I mean that just go and just do their stuff um and, and see what happens.
2: They're no phased by it. And by the way, as Patrick says, with the yeah. crowd in there, if you get the crowd on side and you get the crowd behind you, we know we know we're going to Ibrooks guys anything can happen. Do you know what I mean? Rangers yeah. when we've been to IBROX in European nights, if you get the crowd behind you, special things happen. It's Braga. We only need to look back to Braga when we're two done, you know. So, um, I, I as I said, I wish them all the best, and I do hope they go through the group along with way, England, um, and we'll see where Scotland end up. I've
4: but, got to say, I don't think Hamden can create the same atmosphere. As no, I can it can't.
2: And also, there's only twelve thousand. twelve thousand there as well, so you're never going to get that. And I just don't like Hamden as a stadium. It's just a Highland stadium. Just, yeah, but, yeah, the, the, the running and... track. The running
3: track is terrible. Any stadium <laughs> which has a running track is pretty. It just all the atmosphere diffuses out. It's it's poor
4: it was the last time somebody even ran on it do you know what I mean like,
3: <laughs> Commonwealth Games probably Commonwealth Games 2014
4: <laughs> I will say one thing just on Scotland if I was Steve Clark, what I'd be doing now is I'd be on my hands and knees outside Alan McGregor's who's praying him to come and play for us for a few days that's what I'd be doing sober, sober or no come
2: and play I was going to say did you see the picture of Alan McGregor with one of the on Twitter and he's sitting doing that Alan McGregor's a no fit state <laughs> if we get Alan McGregor back for the Champions League we're doing well <laughs> uh, Group E sees Poland Slovakia Spain and Sweden come into it now uh, where would you start Spain obviously no selecting a Real Madrid player which is huge, right, when you think about it because, let's face it, they're basically operating Real Madrid, right Spanish FA, right so, it's weird to think that and it shows you how far Real Madrid have fallen in the last couple of years so, Spain might well be up against it in terms of, I don't know what they'll be expecting of themselves, right, I don't know what the Spanish people will be expecting of Spain right, as much as there's still talent in that squad I think you've seen Spain's kind of Gone that way a wee bit, right? And it's kind of their cycle, I think. Again, to to recycle um, players, if you like. Sweden bring in, I believe, Jordan Larson, um, Henrik Larson's son, which will be interesting to see him play. Um, and then Slovakia and Poland, as I said. So, Jeep, no, I don't want to land you in it here, mate, as well. But any thoughts on like the Spain? So I know you're saying a bit Real Madrid, but any spots, thoughts on like the Spain scenario?
4: Give me twenty seconds to finish reading our squad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll go. Do, I'll go. How far I've got, right? But uh, they're looking. They're looking a wee bit weak in the centre halfing. Although uh-huh. I had, I had forgot that um, Eric Laporte. He he now plays for Spain. He's no recognised by uh, France anymore. Um, so I would say that's definitely uh, Spain. I, I don't understand that one. I've got to be honest. I don't. No. I would. I would say that that's uh, what is. France's loss is Spain's gain because he's a, a very good player. Um, I ai, God, they're just they'll know they'll know what they were uh, even eight ten years ago. Are they looking here? I'm looking at the the strikers as well. Nah, I don't. I I don't fancy. I fancy they'll get through. Their, they'll they'll get through their group. Um, I wouldn't be over, overly surprised if they don't. Um, Aye, I don't. Who's boy, in a the group
5: again? The boy Pedro is he any good? 18 for Barcelona. I have no idea who that is. He's in
2: the Do you have People
3: any?
5: <laughs> yeah, he is quite good. I mean, I don't. I won't watch much
3: Barcelona, but I see a lot of uh, borderline propaganda about him. I mean, it might be the romanticism of like La Masia. He didn't come through. He came from Las Palmas, one of the teams in the Canary Islands. But um, yeah, he's like almost all Spanish Barcelona youth products. He's been really hyped up, but no, he is quite good. I mean. Inevitably, he's picked a bit on merit and a bit
2: on potential for Barcelona. Well, you've got Mara, you've got Gerard Moreno. What? Moreno, he
4: he played against Rangers, didn't he?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Aye, Ferran Torres. Um, you obviously get Lorente at the back, Jose Gaia as the fullback, Jordi Alba, Cesar Azpilicueta, who was seen in the Champions League final there. Um, you know, he was excellent and a great leader. Derek, what's your, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that group, mate? you think
5: Speed will uh, get out yet? Uh, they, they should get out yet. Uh, like Jeep said, they're nowhere near the team that they used to be. Um, they've got Luis Enrique, you know, he's, a, he's a decent coach, of course. I, I fancy Sweden as well. Sweden always do well at tournaments. Um, if, if, again, they're not a team blessed with uh, superstars, but they've got a, a real uh, hard working team ethic. They always seem to make the, the latter stages of the competition. Um, just having a look at the other side you mentioned there they've got Jordan Larson it'll be interesting to see how he gets on Marcus Bird's been around the block um, and then of course we'll, we'll keep an eye on uh, Hollander. hopefully he gets a, a good few minutes there um, The defence yes. is probably the, the strongest part it. Uh, aside from Mikael Lustig who <laughs> uh, continues to be uh, selected ah, there uh, Polish <laughs> hat and all maybe probably hang about the Euros yeah. Uh, Slovakia, I, 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 I'm not going to lie, I don't know too much about them. I know they've got uh, Marek Hamzik, uh, their, their, their talisman, of course. They'll be looking to him to uh, uh, bring them forward. They've got Vladimir Vice, of course, we'll keep an eye on. He's still uh, kicking about the squad. Um, 31 now, he's, he's actually Slovan
2: Bratislava, I'm just looking there. Is he coming um,
5: back to us in the summer? It's every, was, every year seeing, it seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> every season that seems to be the player that's just uh, branded about in it. But, Vice, um, and I remember what. I uh, mind watching the Slovak. Who did they play? There was a two-each draw, I think. They played. Was it the Czechs or something? Uh, up in Lille four years ago, and uh, Hamzik and Vice were uh, running the show for them. So uh, they'll be looking to those two to try and uh, get them get them points and get them back out of that group. Poland, of course. They've got Lewandowski as their main man there. Um, apart from that, don't really know too much about them, but I'm just checking their Paolo Souza as their manager, um, which is an interesting one. Uh, again, decent side, Poland hard-working, so I think Spain will be the, the team to qualify for that group, and it's just a fight between the, the rest of the sides to uh, make it out along with them.
2: And I know that, um, Patrick, I know that Phil Hollander watches this podcast regularly, right, never misses it, I'm led to believe. And if, Phil, you don't go into that Sweden camp and get that to that fucking clown, (laughs) right, And I'm sorry we've got a problem, Phil. Please, right, please do it for us and please get somebody to take a picture or video it and have a polis hat on as you do it.
4: Ask him if he came back to Scotland for his 10-in-a-row party like he promised (laughs) he would.
2: (laughs) Patrick, your thoughts on that group, mate?
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously... It, it's a difficult challenge for Spain to uh, replicate the success like the late 2000s, early 2010s, but they still got a good team. I mean, Gerard Moreno got notched up 30 goals. Uh, he, if you watch the Europe League final, also Pau Torres, the main centre-back, he's really good as well. But I think they'll qualify easily, perhaps not make it to the finals or whatever, but they still have a decent team. Um, and then I fancy Sweden, obviously, um, not just because of, Halander, uh, but Alexander Isaac, their striker, Real Sociedad striker, he's very good. Obviously, no Ibrahimovic, he's injured himself. Yeah. But um, and because Poland are quite um, unbalanced, I mean, they could easily make it out of the group if Lewandowski like scores ten goals. Um, there's really no limit yeah. to what they can do if he's on form, because uh, he'll be scoring, and hopefully, you'd hope, hope Szczesny keeps the goals out. But I'm just surprised Slovakia okay, have made the tournament. No, not to be disrespectful, but. Hamzik now plays in Sweden, and besides that, uh, the only top player of no I can think of in their squad is Milan Skriniar, the Inter Milan centre back, who is very good. But if you look at who's up top for them, uh, I think if you were to ask uh, t- 100 people, I think maybe one would know them. I think it's Mikael Jurisch is their striker, and I, I hadn't heard of him until I searched him up yesterday. So it's um, it's perhaps one of the most uh, unfancied. Teams, despite the name, you'd usually associate Slovakia to be a decent team because uh, of times gone by. But no, I think it'll be Spain, and I hope Sweden because I'd like to. If any of the Rangers players have a chance of uh, going late, it'll be Hollander or Borna. So I'd like to see Sweden go through.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think we'll all have Sweden, Sweden, um, in our, our and we're thoughts and you know watching their games for for the big man. Um, Group F, as I said, is probably. <laughs> If you're hungry, you're probably thinking, holy shit. <laughs> because I'm you always have hungry. Because yeah, you have France, you have Germany, and you have Portugal up against you tonight. Now Hungary, if they take a point, are doing really, really well. <laughs> Let's face it, right? Um you're in with the world champions, you're in with the European champions. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You couldn't really former world champions in there as well, so you couldn't really pick a harder a harder group.
4: Um, Can I ask a question? You said yes. earlier on something that I actually didn't know, but something about top three. So is it the, the is it the teams who finished three? do they go into some sort of a playoff or something like that? No, it's, I think, uh, the
5: top. What is it, Patrick? The t- top four. I think it's, place? What, so
3: it's Yeah, so I think it's the best, the four best third place finishers, something like that, to round out to make it um a the re- relative number of teams because what. Jeez, oh. Yeah, I've, I don't know how the numbers work, but yeah, a certain number of third place finishers go through, the the best okay.
2: finish. See, that's the Scottish FA, I'd get Peter Lovell on board, because see that whole in the back door thing, he's a master at that, he is a master at that, and I think he could maybe get Scotland through in the tournament a wee bit there, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> France probably favourites, as we said, I think the four years agreed really, the fr- I would pick France as well as my, as my tournament winner. so that they would... I think they'll definitely go through, and then you would imagine it's a shootout between Germany and Portugal. Patrick, your thoughts, Germany, Portugal. Well, obviously we're, we're presuming here France will win it. So Germany, Portugal. Um, who, who's your money on to go through?
3: Uh Portugal definitely. Disp- I with France, I see them as the tournament favourites. Um. I mean you look at the embarrassment of rich richard there uh, from midfield and attack and obviously they've got all defense i mean pepe's reminded us how good he is despite how old he is in the juventus uh both ties of that both legs rather and then ruben diaz is really good i mean he got the player pfa player of the year left back right back joe cancelo and rafa guerrero also very good I, they're just really well constructed well coached and they have the x-factor and ronaldo and joe felix and i think I'm not sure, but I think the expectations in Germany are not very high. It's quite a weirdly constructed squad. Um, they're going to be relying heavily on Havertz and Werner up top, and it's um, it's kind of a, a lasting legacy of 2016 with a, some misfits thrown in yeah. there. But yeah. not to do, not to do any disrespect, but I don't think
2: Germany. I'd, I'd be very surprised if uh, Portugal and France don't go through. Derek, let me just redo some of these names in this French squad. <laughs> Right. Uh, so, unreal. <laughs> Hugo Lloris, obviously, goalkeeper, right? Steve Mandanda, remember he was linked to us when I think Paul Le Guin took over? Um, you've got Varane, you've got Luca Dina for the Premier League, you've got Zuma, um, Luca Hernandez, Kempembe, Pogba, obviously, Lamar, Kante, um, Coleman, Sissoko, Griezmann, Benzema, Giroud, Mbappe. But do you know what I mean? If that score Disney win it, there's something far wrong.
5: Yeah. Benson is a, a a funny one because he's been brought back after uh, several years in, in the wilderness. So that uh, that's that, that's a big one. Um but the they've got an embarrassment at Richie's there. Um they can play Cante himself in midfield, I think, and that <laughs> that's all they need in there. I mean the guy the guy's superhuman, isn't he? Um so, Champions League uh, finally was immense, Funny,
2: not he? he was I, out of this world.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I can't see past France. They're surely the favourites, not just for the the group, of course, but to to win the competition. Uh, Hungary are are an interesting side. I'm looking down at their squad and uh, they've got a a guy uh, called uh, Phil Hollander, almost Phil Hellander, is like that the one, one you Nova. get with a wish? I say it. The wish version. <laughs> and they've got the former head schoolie uh, Adam Bolton in, in there as well, but um oh, they, right. they are they are fodder at the end of the day. I know they're playing a lot of the games they're playing in, in Budapest against uh, uh, France, I'm seeing um to kick off, but I don't think that's gonna make too uh, too much of a difference. I think um they're they're, they're gonna get absolutely horse um, not just France, but Germany as well, and uh, Portugal, you'd imagine. Uh, the Portuguese had only won the competition against uh, uh, upset France, of course, in the final when they won uh, by a goal to nil. Um, but uh, looking at that side, Ronaldo's the only the, the obvious one you look at. But apart from that, they're, uh, they look like a team in transition as well. And uh, they've got Pepe and, and, and Jose Font there at the back. I'm surprised that Bruno Alves hasn't made the squad uh, since he's... <laughs> he must be about 65 now, isn't
4: he?
5: He's still going that guy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they've still kept the same coach that, that they had. Um, Fernando Santos, and uh, I'm not too sure if he's the boss or Cristiano Ronaldo's the, the boss, but um, nah, I can see... It's, it, I think it's between Portugal and Germany, for especially for that that, that second spot. Um, but I can see... Uh, I, I, I can see it being quite quite a group, but quite an entertaining group as well. The Germans, starting to look at their squad as well. Uh, again, some some players in that side as well. So um, it will be interesting to see Jochen Loth's final um, tournament as well, isn't it? He's, that's his May final partner. Uh-huh. Who, uh, who is it that's taking over? Do we know yet? His yeah, who's Hansi Flick. Actually, so, right, Bar- oh, right, Bayern, Bayern. Yeah, there. yeah. That's interesting uh, um,
2: interesting. felix in there as well. Um, the Portuguese squad, uh, who's you know they're obviously shouting for the rooftops, and Atletico, um, for this for this boy. So uh, it's got an interesting group, mate. And as you say, the Germans still have a wee bit. of, the Germans still have a wee bit of talent in there. Do you know what I mean? So it's they can of be they can of be ruled out. But I do tend to agree with Patrick. I think Portugal will will make that set spot. And um, we hmm. France, obviously, winning the group.
4: I think obviously watching the Champions League final and seeing like Havertz and Werner, I I wouldn't have predicted um, the. Uh, uh, have uh Werner being the striker we have Evertson behind would have went went on and won the Champions League. So they've kind of shown that they are capable uh in a sense. I, I would I certainly wouldn't have predicted it. But um yeah I think I think it'll be quite I, I expect that France France will probably win um their three games. Um, I, I, wouldn't be surpri- I wouldn't be surprised if if it's if the Germany and Portugal uh, situation comes down to that game alone. Um, I would expect that they they could That's potentially. The well. So I I would expect that they'll probably lose to France and I don't know if it works on goal difference on that, but I think Hungary are in for a torrid time, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I
4: mean I don't think anyone I, 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 I don't know if anyone mentioned, but I think Bruno Fernandez as well. He's he's with Portugal, isn't he? So Aye. Um. So I mean they I, they do have they do have a they actually have a, a stronger team than what than what I really. They, I, I think it would be fair to say they have a stronger team now than what they did when they won it, in fact,
5: five yeah. years five years ago, yeah. I think it's fair to say they're that. Bit, so. bit, bit, it was a bit like Greece when they won it. They mm-hmm. sort of bowed everybody to tears and made their way into the final and then then, then won the final sort of thing the last time. Yeah, a uh, yeah, single goal, aye. Huh? Uh, um, yeah. I can't even mind. Nobody remembers the boy that, that, that scored the goal either, didn't he? It's just a big boy the Boy, they brought off the bench. Can you remember who, who
2: yeah, it was? It, was it, it, Edith. Edith. Uh, yeah, Eder. Oh,
4: I remember his name.
2: Well, um, he's not the squad this time we've kind of wrapped up the groups right and That's I'm just looking there because I'm going to I'm going to actually I don't know if Andy's joined the you three guys here I've joined right but we've got a fantasy league on oh, the actual on the actual Euro 2020 app right and we've got a fantasy league going I think there's 41 teams in it so far which is quite good I'm quite chuffed at that um, I have Hogan's Heroes is, my, is the name of my team and <laughs> I've actually just realised that as I've logged onto the app that I have to um, make a change because I had put in... I'd done my team like two weeks ago and I'd put in Roma's Gianluca um, Mancini who's been left out of the, the final 26 um, for Roberto Mancini. So I'm going to need to go in and replace him um, before next week. Um, so, But if, if anybody's interested in joining and it'll be, it'll be a good laugh. And as I put on our group chat for a laugh and I carry on that you can have, you can win lunch with people Maniero or you can win um, <laughs> dinner with Fran Stella and if you don't know who they are, Google them and it'll take you back to an era that you never ever want to visit again <laughs> as a Ranger supporter. Um, but the code is on the screen, 6 8 nfxmn six zero three. six oh three. if MD wants to join it. I uh, h- hope you do join it because it's, it's, uh, I think it'll be decent sort yeah. of day. Um final thoughts, End again, any final thoughts before we before we wrap it up? Nope. I think I, I was one I, I was two, I think it's like any tournament, you
5: think it, you only that bothered until it gets nearer nearer and nearer and then you start looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to games, several games a day, every day. Going to yes. your gardens and watching it on big screens. I think that's that's what it's all about.
2: And of course, there's a fan zone in, Hamden, uh, in in Glasgow Green, which just a couple of weeks ago, it was a problem for us to have any sort of gathering. <laughs> now, it's not a problem because it suits a certain colour. It was a range shade of blue we had on, that was the difference, we should have worn navy It would have been fine, but the fact we've got we had royal blue, we get done in for that. So, my thanks to Jib, my thanks to Derek, and of course, Patrick as well. Um, it's always a pleasure, Patrick, to have you involved in, in part of the podcast, because your knowledge, mate, is frightening. Um, of you know, we we think we know a lot, um, and then we have you on, and then we go, <laughs> no, we don't.
4: You just talk a lot. We just talk a lot of <laughs> shit. We're really like, there. Like, eh? Well,
3: thank you for having me
2: on. <laughs> so, mate, your your, your knowledge is, is brilliant, mate. And we'll catch up with you through the Euros. alrighty Cheers, guys. Um, can I see more on the Rangers after this? i she can.
1: the